Well, the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. You think I'd rather be sweating on the dock or watching somebody use a hammer lock? I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Welcome to Going to Wrestling. I am your host, Adam Hamilton, live from the Stoopcast Radio Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. Tonight, I am joined by... I'm Josh, and I'm uh, glad to be here tonight, because I think we might see a pretty good fight. We're going to wrestling. (laughs) And joining us, as always, in Huntsville, Alabama, Stoopcast Radio Studios. This is Lee, and my internet shit, but we got a podcast to do, so I'm not going to quit. I'm going to wrestling. (laughs) Going to wrestling. You, you guys make my intro look like garbage. Um, what we're here for? That's that's all right. Josh really put me on the spot there. I had to I had to come up with something quick to follow that. I'm sorry. I, I thought of that like an hour ago. <laughs> you could have informed us that that's what you were going to do. No, I got to steal the spotlight. Gotcha. I'm going to hey. sandbag both of you on this episode. Sandbag us. Yep. Not teabaggy, sandbaggy. Don't get excited. Well, we've had a wonderful week in pro wrestling. We're recording this on a Monday night. We've had some insane technical difficulties the past. Last night, we recorded an entire podcast that might get released in the future as the hidden episode or lost episode. I don't know. Uh, we had all kinds of problems, like a whole minute of audio cut out. So that was fun. Uh, we had Brock Lesnar over the weekend fight in UFC against the uh, Super Samoan Roman Reigns. I mean, Mark Hunt. Uh, and he won. Uh, and then also not wrestling related, the UFC was sold last night for $4 billion. Unreal. Can someone buy the Stukecast radio network for $4 billion? Uh, I'd be happy to sell. We'd be so, lucky to sell the Stukecast radio for $4. Yeah, that's true. I don't know anyone that would pay $4 for Stukecast radio. Well, uh, tonight we're going to watch WCW Saturday night, July 24th, 1993. You can find this on YouTube, hopefully. Uh, it's not taken down by the time of this going up. Wouldn't that be our so. luck? <laughs> that would definitely be the luck of us. So uh, I, I mentioned this the other day, but Josh, uh, you did such a great job with the countdown and the first episode that I have named you now the Howard Finkel of Countdown. Uh, I was really so. hoping I could be the Tony Schimmel of Countdown, but okay. You could be the David Penzer if you don't want Howard Finkel. And then Chris Jericho can come tear whatever clothes you're wearing off of you. <laughs> well, when we put it like that, I think I'll just go with Finkel. There we go. All right. Good call. So whenever you're, whenever you're ready, Josh, uh, lead us down and we'll watch. And we're going to go to wrestling. All right. Adam, are you ready? I'm ready. Lee, are you ready? I'm ready. In three, two, one play so it's wcw oh, saturday sweet. night july 4th 1993 uh this was one of the um the shows i actually did watch as a kid prior to monday night raw or prior to the existence hey. of monday night raw well this music is incredible this is possibly my favorite any wrestling ever those masked wrestlers look constipated. 
I did watch part of this, and by part of it, I mean like three minutes. Uh, you have to hear the natural Dustin Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes impression. Can't wait. Some uh, beautiful shots of nighttime Atlanta there. Probably will be the most notable like, thing in this episode. No way. <laughs> beautiful Bobby Eaton is in this episode. Teaming with Chris Benoit, which I don't think I ever have seen that pairing of wrestlers before. Yeah, I don't remember actually being aware of Chris Benoit until he joined the Horsemen, even though he was around for a couple years before that. Something is really funny to Dustin Rhodes. Probably all the cocaine. (laughs) Or he just remembered that he's married to Terry at this time. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably what it is. Oh, God. I'm sorry we're being silent, but this is just... <laughs> yeah. It's like a ventriloquist act, and Dusty's like off-camera somewhere, you would think. I, 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 I told you. That part. was the whole reason we had to watch this. Tony Schiavone looks equally as perplexed by this. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I could be at a Braves game right now, but instead I'm holding a microphone for this dipshit. Either that or he's thinking, I was just calling WWF pay-per-views four years ago. What the hell went wrong? (laughs) So this appears to be before they started uh, taping these shows in that uh, little studio in in Atlanta. I like that studio. old theme. Did he use this for the entirety of his WCW run? Because this is the only one of his themes from from WCW that I actually remember. I believe so. Yeah, I don't remember I always anything like theme a lot, use. too. Yeah. So. All right. Does anyone know who this tag team is coming up? I had never seen or heard of them. I've seen them before. I'm reasonably sure they are on uh, some pay-per-view from around this time period, probably a battle ball or something, but I have seen them before. I honestly thought it was the uh, dynamic dudes for a second, uh, Shane Douglas and Johnny Ace, but apparently it is not. This is cold twins. (laughs) Jesse. Which one had the red hat on? <sighs> I don't know. This this hair, it kind of makes me uncomfortable to look at. Uh, yeah, there's something not right about it. When beautiful Bobby Eaton has the third worst mullet in a match, you know there's a problem. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Lee, you're in Stutecast Radio Studios, Huntsville. That's and right. Beautiful Bobby Eaton is billed from Huntsville. I apparently Just still be- lives somewhere around Huntsville, too, and I really wish wish I knew where. I'd be like, hey, I'm coming to watch wrestling, and it wouldn't be awkward at all. You can, admit, yeah, you can I mean, be our first guest. Yeah, he's got to get on the show. He's in Huntsville. Yeah. It's kind of funny because Bobby Eaton, you know, is supposed to still live in Huntsville, and uh, I actually – 
used to work, well, I say worked with, my boss when I worked in X-Ray is actually Dennis Condry. Dennis Condry's daughter, is that what you meant? Uh, that was his, that's his niece. That... I'm sorry, you cut out. I was just... Oh, no, I was saying that it's his that niece that I work with. His niece, cool. Uh, have any of you ever had an encounter with, I guess, like a big wrestling star of yesteryear in the recent years? I honestly have not. No. Uh, I met Kamala the weekend before he lost his foot. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I, I was I expecting was... to hear lost a, a match, a title, foot foot wasn't exactly <laughs> what I was expecting <laughs> to hear on that statement, but that that is unfortunate. Yeah, he's, he's he's lost part of his leg now due to diabetes, and uh, I met Kamala at a buffet at Tunica at the casinos and. Uh, I stared at him the whole time, and I was a little intoxicated, I have to admit. And I probably wasn't the nicest person. And I just remember staring, and he's having this nice dinner with his wife, and he's eating more crab legs than I've ever seen a man eat in my life. And I'm looking straight at him, and I just walk up to him, and I'm like, sir, are you Kamala? And he says, maybe. I'm trying to eat with my wife. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's the story. to an insulin shot on a pole match. Uh, he might have killed me if I said that. Yeah, probably. Kamala also has a, a YouTube channel where he sings country songs. So he would have to look into that one day for an episode. Meanwhile, back in the match, uh, Bobby Eaton and Chris Benoit, not a bad team. I would not have expected that, even though uh, they are both solid workers in their own right, to say the least. And uh, luckily, and we don't they have both to worry have about them. nice tights. <laughs> yeah, I honestly thought they were the babyface team at first. Why? Because you just naturally hated the other two guys. <laughs> well, that was. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't remember Benoit being a heel until the Horseman, but then again, I don't remember a whole lot about him until that point either. So. Well, Bobby Eaton definitely wasn't the face. He had a few face runs. Eh. All right, so this is 93. Uh, Benoit won the first Super J Cup, which was in 94, as a masked wrestler, as uh, the Pegasus Kid. Uh, So I guess he's doing double time in New Japan and WCW at the time. This was uh was this part of the time when New Japan and WCW were doing a lot of cross promoting and talent swapping? I believe so. I believe they did that off and on for a couple of years there in the early nineties. At least we don't have to worry about too much cheating with impartial referee Nick Patrick in there. I want Nick Patrick's shoes, honestly. I'm in the house for some new sneakers, and uh, those look pretty sweet. They're like some black and white Asics. Or I would just take a pair of shoes with Cole Twins face on them. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I said I would also take a pair of shoes with the Cole Twins face on them. (laughs) So you talk about the, the totally, you know, 
partial referee, Nick Patrick, who would you say was the best bad referee of all time? Would you say it's Nick Patrick? Uh, it's probably that asshole Tommy Young. And then you've also got the uh, ref-turned-wrestler Danny Davis from the late 80s WWF, who had probably the worst ring attire in history. I will go along with that. <laughs> that bodysuit? <laughs> yeah, with the, the, the solid white like top. The neck, yeah. long sleeve. <laughs> it was kind of like a lucha outfit without the mask. <laughs> And in his case, well, I did we're not expect this outcome for this match here. <laughs> you know that uh, wasn't wasn't too bad of a little match we just saw there. Not at all. Yeah. At least the uh, the Cole twins pulled off a pretty neat little finish there. Nice roll up to end the match and. And uh, if we're talking bad refs, we would be remiss if we did not mention Earl Hebner, who uh, a lot of people think he's Dave Hebner's brother. No, actually, he was a completely unrelated referee who Ted DiBiase paid to get plastic surgery to look like Dave Hebner so that he could uh, (laughs) screw Hulk Hogan out of the WWF championship. That's right. And somehow, despite that, Earl would maintain a position with the WWF for quite some time afterward. He also going Until, to have uh, probably a four and three quarter star match with Nick Patrick at 2001 invasion as well. That's definitely true. <laughs> Who threw the flying four? Uh, uh, that Mike Kyoto actually. Earl Hebner hit the pounce for the win in that match, by the way. <laughs> Period. Uh, Period. Uh, I uh, will go on record as saying that Dustin's uh, WCW theme music made me want to kill myself. Why? Because he's a natural. Because they call him natural. (laughs) Natural as can be. I think uh, that music of... played just a little too long, by the way. And here he's taking on Tim Burton's less artistic brother, Tom Burton. Who uh... I was thinking that was actually uh, Tony Burton's white brother, Tom Burton. <laughs> Maybe all three of them are brothers. The Burton brothers. This is true. But did you know that Burton can wrestle? I didn't know that. I still don't. Yeah, I don't know it either. But Jesse told me. So, gotta take that at face value. He kind of looks like a uh, equate version of Dory Funk Jr. Then again, this is a fairly poor video quality. He could look nothing like that. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Um, is there anything really natural about Dustin Rhodes? No, no not a thing, no. His hair is not natural. But His they call it natural. Not natural. 
natural as can be. Those cowboy boots are probably not natural leather. Uh, I've just I've just confirmed. Wow, they they really uh, showed how bad that was on the replay. He just completely missed his head. <laughs> I've just confirmed his his knee pads were one hundred percent natural cotton. Wow, nice. Uh, his one of his one hundred percent polyester. I'll be the judge of that, Jesse. Oh, they're letting Dustin cut another promo? <laughs> uh, Dusty does a worse Dusty impression than Dustin. Well, of course, Dusty can't resist a chance to get himself on camera, even if only for a few minutes, to talk about a 30-second squash match. I do know that my boy shouldn't have been out here making fun of his daddy. Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Little Cody, make sure you go into sleep early. You got school tomorrow. Sunday is school, that is. I told my boy Cody that someday he was going to marry a woman who was way outside of his station, Daddy. (laughs) She's a descendant of Sapphire. She's black. A lot of people don't know, Daddy, that one day, Sweet Sapphire, she had a little affair. And about nine <laughs> months later, she had a little baby, baby. And she named that baby Eden. <laughs> I'll stop now. <laughs> that's, that's kind of incestuous. <laughs> well, much now that wasn't my baby, Daddy. That was that was somebody else's. I did not knock up the sweet sapphire. May she rest in peace. <laughs> so we, uh, Josh and I, for some reason, had to watch all of the two thousands to two thousand one WCW pay per views because we had ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we have a death wish on our lives, and. For Pete's sake, don't do that ever. I've seen a few of those. The 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 best one is is at the Bash of the Beach where Russo comes out and cuts the shoot promo, and then Hogan comes out and that is the it. one where Jeff Jarrett lays down and gives Hogan yeah. the belt. Yep. Oh god, it's just like watching a train wreck unfold in front of you, but you can't turn away. Yeah, that show was hot garbage. But I I really wish the WCW had stayed stayed around. They. For what I remember, it may just be rose-colored glasses, Adam, but weren't those last few shows at least a little better? Hadn't they kind of started to improve a little bit quality-wise? It was like they knew we don't have a a company anymore, and this is what we have. Like, we'll just throw it all out there. And the wrestling was amazing. and Awesome Kong. I mean, She's changed a little bit since 93. <laughs> Well, the thing is, when you think about it, was a lot of that stuff in WCW really that much worse than a lot of the stuff that was in the WWF in 2000, 2001? I think the actual content might not have been that much different. It was more or less the presentation, execution, and yeah, uh, the moving from A to B to C. 
Uh, I'm one of the few people, I think, on Earth that do not enjoy the Attitude Era. So uh, I kind of enjoyed the hokiness of WCW. And then when they got kind of, oh, we're going to be that Attitude Era as well, then I kind of lost agree. interest, I, uh, even as a kid. Probably the longest period of time that I've gone without watching wrestling at all would be uh, probably 99 through 2001. I've since caught up on most of those shows, but at the time I just, I just stopped. Does anyone know who these fat guys are? Uh, they are, no, I don't know at all. I wasn't and paying they, attention during their introduction. I believe they stole their outfits from the Shockmaster's locker room. Minus the helmet, of course. Uh, Lee, let me tell you something. This tag team is going to come out here, and they're going to shock you. <laughs> I feel bad for poor Harley having to manage these guys. What the hell kind of fur coats are those? <laughs> What's your finisher, kid? <laughs> I'd block it. Uh, Harley Race. That CM Punk story about Harley Race is like my favorite Harley Race story. <laughs> Where Harley's drunk and he's talking about his old days. That's a good he's one. He's fighting that gay Indian. Is that a medicine bag? I have no idea. Maybe that's where the, he keeps the gravel that he gargles constantly. <laughs> <laughs> he looks a lot like you Dr. Know who needs one of those bags right here. Bray Wyatt could use one of those bags to hold spirits in. Uh, the fat guy on the left doesn't know what to do with his hands. <laughs> Well, without a bag of chips or a... Let me just hold them straight out. Stuck in there, a little, little out of place. The Colossal <laughs> Kongs. According to the they're the Colossal Kongs. Sorry. I mean, you're probably right, because, you know, God forbid Tony actually care what these people are called. It's a shame Harley won't let these two talk. I'm sure that they would have a lot of, you know, very, very good promos in there. I'm sure it would be something to rival the new breed. <laughs> this is true. Speaking of which, uh, we're going to have to get around to that episode sooner or later. I wish I could remember which one that was. <laughs> I'm sure I could just go back into my watch history. It's the one with the thumbnail of Ricky Morton looking crazily into the camera. Okay, awesome. Does Shivani have a, a brick of cocaine? He's passing drugs to Harley. Cactus Jack is going to burst out of that box. You just wait and see. <laughs> I wonder what it is. Oh, it's a birthday it's a invitation. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that? A cactus plant. <laughs> What? I don't gotta water it. I've never seen a cactus before. Is it named after that no good SOB cactus jack? Harley Race here is the love child of Mike Ditka and Dr. D. 
<laughs> appearance and just speaking wise. Looks like Dave Sullivan did about a he he took the brick of cocaine that was supposed to be in that box and did it all before he came out here. Is there a prettier wrestler than Rick Rude? Yes, there is. That's a uh, Rick Stoop. Oh, oh, that should be the Ravishing. thumbnail for this. And the equalizer. According to the YouTube description for this, which, by the way, has 3,333 views, uh, people that the destroyed were Rick Tango and Ronnie Vegas. Ronnie Vegas. That is a jobber name, if ever. It's so dangerous, Danny Cox, but... Oh, God. I'd forgotten about that. (laughs) Neil Taylor and dangerous Danny Cox. Oh, as current uh, as WCW at this time was known for being with pop culture references, I can't believe it wasn't Rick Tango and Ronnie Cash. It's Ronnie Vegas, son. Yoshi Kwan. His gimmick is he's Asian. Ching Chong Ching. Tommy Angel, eh? <laughs> Tommy Angel looks vaguely familiar. Is that one of the Harris twins? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, he kind of looks like uh, above-average Mike Sanders. Speaking yes, of- you're right. Lee, one of the bright spots of late-era <laughs> WCW, is definitely above-average Mike Sanders. Oh, yeah. His commentary as well as his I- wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there is nothing above-average about that. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing approaching average about Mike Sanders. Yoshi Kwan's eyebrows are certainly above average. Yeah. According to the fake, it's not his actual ones. They couldn't name uh, Mike Sanders less than median. So. They should have just named him Par Mike Sanders. (laughs) (laughs) Or Bogey Mike Sanders. All right, welcome to the commentary booth. It's uh, we couldn't get anybody else on such, such short notice. Mike Sanders. <laughs> Boy, let me tell you something. The new blood is something, something, something. They were the new blood. So does anybody know who Dustin Rhodes' partner wound up being? I have no idea. I'll see if either one of you know. I know that he had a run teaming with Ricky Steamboat. I have no idea. If that's that was earlier than this. That was when he, uh, during the Dangerous Alliance days. And that, I got uh, Ricky's debut was his partner against, um, gosh, I, think, I want to say it was maybe Larry Z and Bobby Eaton. Anyway, it was some combination of Dangerous Alliance guys. Anyway, it's fantastic. He comes out wearing the giant dragon head. That's pretty cool. And they're in the Omni in Atlanta, which was always a, a venue for quality. Yeah, not, not Georgia Dome, but solid arena. What, what are the odds we get a Tom appearance? 
we get a what? A Z-Man appearance. Uh, well, since I didn't read the description of this episode at all, <laughs> I'm going to say uh, pretty good. <laughs> wonder if we'll get a... Uh, this episode could really use more Paul Roma. I believe he was a member of the Horsemen at this time. I feel really bad for above-average Mike Sanders in this match. Wow, he just won, he won with the checking your pulse maneuver. <laughs> hey, makes you tap every time. Yoshi Kwan, the Italian Asian man. <laughs> Why did they not bring Yoshi Kwan back for Ernest the Cat Miller to wrestle? If he's such lethal kicks and everything, I mean. Seems like the that perfect opponent for the cat. Another bright spot. One of the few from late era WCW, Ernest the Cat Miller. For, our, li- for our listeners, if you the don't know. network destroys the uh, audio for the cat's entrance. Yeah. That terrible uh, MIDI music. Yeah, For our <laughs> listeners who don't know, Adam and I completely unironically love Ernest the Cat Miller. I'm sure Lee does yeah, too. It's, we haven't oh, personally yeah. discussed it with him. <laughs> you, you can't go wrong with the cat uh, once he became the cocky heel, Ernest the Cat Miller, as opposed to the guy who was just kind of there with Glacier. The yeah, beginning. the martial arts master Ernest Miller, not so great. But uh, yeah. the cat with the other magic martial arts masters. Hard to go wrong with that. That's Matter of fact, Batches of Beach 99's opener is uh, Ernest the Cat Miller versus the Disco Inferno in what is surprisingly a decent match. Huh. Uh, fun fun fact, I actually bought that on pay-per-view as a kid. That is a fun fact. <laughs> yep. I, I have a Judy Bagwell on a pole. Yeah, you paid money. In my you? wallet. I paid a lot of money. I was like a month's allowance. The dragon looking his best dad haircut here. <laughs> there have been some odd things placed on poles in wrestling matches over the years. Everything from coal miners' gloves to Judy Bagwell to a turkey. And not even a cooked turkey. They just stuck a raw one up there. I started to make a joke about Sonny, but nah. I decided to. <laughs> in, the, for the, uh, in, in the interest of good taste, I would not do that. A TV title is going to be on the line, guys. Okay? Remember that. Steamboat One Door from 93 was probably good, but just imagining that from, you know, like six years earlier, that would have been quite something to see, I'm sure. Um... I wonder if you have to drive down the open road past the dog pound to get to the state of euphoria. <laughs> I think it may be located the beyond euphoria. the grave. At least Regal is in this match. 
Well, I thought the sound guy screwed up for a second because I heard Regal's theme, but I just saw Max Payne and some other tall blonde guy, and I was like, um... Big Sky is that big tall blonde man's <laughs> name? Wow. Big Sky. Here, this is Big Sky. Okay, fun fact about Big He's Sky. Blue as can be. That is uh, actor and stuntman Tyler Maine. He played Sabretooth in the first X-Men movie. And he played Michael in the Halloween remake in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, wow. Is that the Z-Man dancing? That is the Z-Man dancing. (laughs) I wish I could find it. I've only seen it once, and it was, like, just randomly on YouTube one night. But there's a clip of Z-Man throwing someone into the corner, and he goes to do a moonsault, but he does it in the complete opposite end, and he just lands in the middle of the ring. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i kind of need to see this now (laughs) i have no idea what it's from and i don't even how i found it it was just one of those nights of watching clips on youtube this was like 2009 too so it's probably not even on youtube anymore Maybe the best thing about this whole match is getting to see Bill Dundee on the outside pretending to be an Englishman. Well, the best part is Bill Dundee is a a midget. Bill Dundee, a regular performer in the Boomville Saturday Night Wrestling. Does anyone know why Johnny B. Bad's wearing a mask? That is a good question. Uh, All right. Do you honestly not prefer it this way? <laughs> Actually, Johnny B. Bad wearing a mask in the back not wrestling is my favorite version of Johnny B. Bad. Do you remember when he made his debut? Yes. It was on a pay-per-view. I think Lee and I actually watched that recently. <laughs> I think we all watched it. Did we? Or was it you? Or maybe it was me and you. Yeah, I don't know. Was it Super Brawl? Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. Because my wife was still awake, and she goes, why did they put so much makeup on that white man to make him look like Little Richard? (laughs) (laughs) I thought I might might have seen that with Lee, because we did watch a couple early 90s WCW shows um, a few weeks ago. Including that great Clash of the Champions 10. Yes. Uh, not being sarcastic, that was a really good show. It actually really was, even though they cut the tough guy's performance out on the network. Yeah, which is uh, bullshit. I just used up our one curse word for the episode. Uh, we've, we're like four over by the, this okay. time, actually. That's all right. We're going to earn that E. <laughs> So cover your ears, children. Earmuffs. Uh, does anyone remember Too Cold Scorpio when he was in All Japan in the mid two thousands? No, I don't believe so. Because uh, he danced with that chair, and it took him like two hours to get to the ring. <laughs> I do not remember this. I mean, he was a curtain jerker, if curtain jerking could be. 
he came out with a chair every match, and he would just dance his heart out. And then he'd lose, and then dance back to the end, the, <laughs> the back. So you might say he was just happy to be there? Yeah, pretty much. He's like, I'm getting paid. He's like, I'm not Flash Funk anymore. I'm okay with anything they can throw at me. We should get Scorpio on our podcast. He's probably doing nothing. Do you remember the Two Cold Scorpio vignette that they aired before he debuted in WCW? It was like these kids skipping school and playing basketball, and then his limo drives up, and <laughs> he proceeds to get out. And I don't like where you're going with this. It, yeah, it's a it's a sight to behold, to say the least. I remember that there were Scorpio vignettes, but I don't actually remember any of the content. It's been that long ago. Well, you should treat yourself to uh, revisiting those. I will look into that. This is actually not bad. Uh, Steven Regal and Scorpio. No, not, not at watching all. at home. Uh, you should do yourself a favor and at least watch this section of this match. Cause I yeah, if you're not promise. watching, we've got uh, the Z-Man, Scorpio, Johnny B. Bad. Um, Regal. Taking Big on, Sky and taking on Max, pa- taking on um, early '90s fat AJ Styles, <laughs> uh, NXT General Manager William Regal and Sabretooth. Sabretooth with Bill Dundee at ringside. With Bill Dundee at ringside doing his best Penguin impression. <laughs> and actually, if you if you do have interest in watching this, the opening match is actually decent as well with Chris Benoit and Bobby Eaton taking on the Cole Twins. That was a shockingly good match. Who I have no recollection of whatsoever. That might be their only match ever. Well, I want to get back to how this fat guy looks like AJ Styles. I I didn't notice it until you said it, and it's uncanny. I mean, he even has the the skulls all over him. He's in the club. Uh. He's Bar- he has like Mikey Whipwreck ring attire with looking like AJ Styles. Yeah, he does. He has the. He's definitely rocking the AJ Styles hair. And he's named Max Payne. And he's yeah, he's named Max Payne. Which I assume because he movie. inflicts maximum pain. And it was also a video game. That's true. I don't know anything about any of that, but I do know that that stuff exists. Z-Man just hit the worst drop kick I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. That was a... That, that was <laughs> Eric level drop kick action there. And Johnny B. Bad 100% did not hit Max Payne at all with those shots, but he still went down. I mean, you would think if... I mean, I know part of his gimmick was that he was a Golden Gloves boxer, and I guess he might have been in real life. You would, you would think at some point... In his long and storied career, he would have learned how to throw a convincing punch. Uh, he went on. He was in the Tough Man contest or whatever it was. Brawl for the all. Brawl for all. Was he yes. in that? Did how far did he make it? I know he didn't make it to the finals. Well, you know there were a handful of people that won their preliminary matches but hurt themselves and couldn't continue. He may have been one of those. According to Bob Holly's book, uh, people were paid to not continue. 
Like, yeah, from what I remember, they um, were really setting it up for a Dr. Death win, and then he lost yeah, in the first round. Yeah, because he had a weak chin. Yeah. So it wound up being uh, Bart Gunn, I think, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then he fought Butterbean at, what, WrestleMania 15? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Bart Gunn made, like, an entire gimmick off of that that left hand in all Japan afterwards. Look at Orndorff there. Uh, gosh, I'm, I uh, missed that. I think this is actually the second version of the TV title belt. Sad that I know that. Seems like this one didn't stick around as long. It almost looks like, like the old WWF tag title. It does. It's a little more square, yeah, but it's it does look very similar to that now that you mention it. I love the idea of a TV title. It has to be defended on TV, and it's defended pretty much every time TV is on. Yeah. I really thought that they should have ran with Ryder's internet title because they do have so much online exclusive content. I'd make it 24-7. Yeah, yeah make, it, make it the new hardcore title, essentially. Yeah, it would be awesome. But Vince didn't come up with it, and Kevin Dunn didn't come up with it, and Stephanie didn't come up with it, so therefore it, it didn't happen. Precisely. <laughs> I almost feel like we need to follow this up by watching this uh, this pay-per-view now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know what I just saw. You saw Ricky Steamboat channel his inner eight-year-old to uh, get a better of Paul Orndorff there. Didn't see enough of that from Ricky Steamboat. That was something. <laughs> well. Okay, well. That was WCW Saturday night. Uh, what do you that guys think of? Yeah, I, not, I'm impressed. Not bad at all. I'm going to go with a solid B. A good that opener, was, a good yeah, ending. Yeah, I'll agree the with that. The middle was the middle. <laughs> we got it. I mean, you had that awesome Dustin Rhodes squash with that Miss Bulldog. And I might have to actually bump this up to a B pause just for the Dustin Rhodes dusty impression. Well, you did have Harley Race opening that, uh, that yeah. cactus as well. <laughs> Harley Race opened a little present box, and there was a tiny little cactus in it. So, I, yeah, I'll, I'm going to bump mine up also to a B plus. <laughs> watch, watch this thing. What's this all about? What's a cactus? But we also had to sit through Harley Races. What, did we determine colossal Kongs? Colossal Kongs against Ronnie Vegas and keep me from Dick Van Dyke or whatever his name was. Well. It's been fun, guys. Uh, if you're listening at home, you can listen to us now on iTunes. If you're on iTunes, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find us on the Google Play Store, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, and probably anywhere else podcasts are found. But more uh, importantly, anybody else have anything else to say? Twitter. Oh, yes. Follow us on Twitter at StoopCast. Is it StoopCast Radio? I don't know. I don't even know. It's, I think it's at StoopCast Radio. It is. It's at Soupcast Radio. All one uh, word. You could you could also email us at soupcast at gmail dot com. 
Uh, you can also give us a phone call, and we might play your call on the air. Uh, it's 804-45-STOOP, S-T-O-O-P. Uh, and the O's says, are not zeros. So you have to spell the word we, out with your phone number. When he says we, we he means just him, because I ain't taking any of your calls. Uh, and, and when he says we, I mean all of us. I'll just play them, and they won't know. What he's trying fine. to say is please, please call Josh Collect. <laughs> Call me using one eight hundred. Such a thing still exists. <laughs> Call me uh, using one eight hundred collect, and we, so we can uh, sponsor this nitro party. Or dial ten ten two twenty. Or ten ten three two one. Ten ten three two one. And then when you're finished with that, dial eight 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 three eleven forty two forty two or whatever it was to uh, make a request on TRL. <laughs> wow, you uh. <laughs> I don't I, have I, the real number. Uh, and because you did that, I'm going to end this with a late 90s uh, hit. So today's outro will not be the same as last week's uh, because we've already gone to wrestling. Uh, we're going to end it with a late 90s song. This is Going to Wrestling. Swedish. My bum is on the gum. My bum is on the gum. I can blow a bubble with my bum bum bum. My bum is on the ship. The battleship. I hope they don't shoot the cannon in my bum. Poo all over the place. Poo poo. That isn't very fun. When they shoot a cannon in your bum. <laughs>